another episode of the In Real Deep podcast. I'm your host, Steve Semino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com, and we've got a very special guest joining us today. Normally, it is executive editor Andrew Johnson, but Andrew cannot go to the movies anymore because he has two children who are very young, and they keep him in the house when he's not working at all times. But we couldn't move on without talking about Venom, the new comic book movie that is making a lot of money and rallying up some people and, and producing a lot of polarized opinions all over the internet and otherwise. So to make sure we got our requisite Venom conversation in, I turned to an expert who's been on the Unreal Deep podcast before. He's been on to talk Fast and Furious. He's been on to talk James Bond, and we're having him on to talk Venom. It is our special guest, Hulk. Hello, Hulk. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hey, man. Thank you for coming on. It's such a pleasure. I know you're, you've done such a great job. You're a part of one of our most popular episodes ever, the Furious 7 Megacast, which you can find in our archives. We've talked about a ton of great things, and I can think of no one to talk to about Venom more appropriate than you. So thank you for joining us. I appreciate that. I appreciate being known for Fast and Furious and light Venom expertise. <laughs> you can put that on your resume if you want. I will grant you the privilege to do that. Just link to those episodes. I might have to ask for a raise at work for this. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Venom. Let's talk about... So I, the reason we brought you on is because I know... I've known you for a very long time. You're a big comic book fan, and you're a big Venom fan in particular. And so when the movie came out and it started getting mixed reactions... Uh, I know you and I both actually shared an opinion on sort of how we feel about it, but I'd love to hear, you know, what you thought going into this movie, your Venom history, and then we'll get into sort of how we felt after the fact. So, yeah, um, usually just in general, like movies and comic movies in general, um, I'll look at like a number rating, like a four to five or a eight out of ten, whatever, just to get kind of an idea of like what I'm going into. But for some reason, I decided to actually read the reviews on Venom, and none of them were glowing per se. I mean, they... A lot of people say in their mixed reviews, the ones I read were kind of skewing towards, you know, less than mixed towards bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, they're all like, it's not great. The movie didn't really know what it wanted to do, but it's also kind of cheesy fun. And one review I did read actually said, like, they could fully see Venom becoming like a cult classic because of some like the really cheesy lines, some of the really cheesy parts. And they almost attribute it to a situation where it's going to be like a Rocky Horror, like midnight shows, like at various theaters and people getting up and acting out the scenes. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Hey, that's probably not going to happen because <laughs> this is Venom movie, but B at least, you know, there's some sort of like credit uh, given where credits do kind of thing, because I do agree. There are some fun parts in there. I mean, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's definitely not on the, you know, top 10. It's not anywhere near there. <laughs> I would love to see your top 10. Actually. <laughs> I'm very curious as to we- what populates that. We've, I think we reviewed like four out of them together. So. <laughs> well, tell me about like, so going into this, like when we were kids and we were growing up, you were one of the biggest Venom fans. You had the shirts, like you clearly liked the character, but there's been a long road to this. Like, were you excited when this came out? What, what was your status like in the days or the weeks or the months leading up to this? Because it became clear a few years ago this was going to happen. And I know there was a lot of malaise for most people, just like an ugh, like there's no way this is going to work. Where did you fall in that, in that category beforehand? Um, I think Marvel has done such a good job of kind of like making me have trust in these movies because I'll be the first to say when they first announced, I mean, I know it's not a Marvel movie. I'm sort of using that example. When Marvel announced Iron Man, I was like, Iron Man, he's like a D-list character at this point. And look where Marvel is now with Iron Man. He's probably the most popular superhero in the world. So, and then knowing Venom, I had, of course, I have a nostalgic sense of Venom and growing up, I loved him. And so I'm like, 
I, regardless of how this is reviewed, I'm seeing this movie was probably my initial thought. Um, and knowing that it was a Sony movie, and I, I think it was when it was announced too, I, I don't know what they were going to do with Spider-Man at that point either. So if anybody who's listening doesn't know, Venom's history is very strongly tied to Spider-Man. It, without Spider-Man, there is no Venom in the original story. So in my head, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to do this. But there's enough origin story changes over the last 30 years because Venom was actually an 80s character that they could anything they actually chose to do how like how to like introduce Venom in my head. I'm like, I really don't care what they do, whether he's from outer space or whether he's grown in a lab. Um, as long as they handle him appropriately. Um, and I want to say the first Shadow that came out, and he was fighting some goons on a street. And I think it was actually ended up being part of the car chase scene when they have him on the ground, like, oh, who are you? And it's Eddie Brock on the ground. And then the symbiote forms around him. And he's like, we are Venom, the classic Venom line. And Venom actually looks pretty cool with the tongue and the teeth and whatnot. I'm like, all right, that actually looks pretty good. And Venom's saying cool Venom-y stuff in a cool Venom voice. <laughs> and then it's like, that's great. And then I think the last part of that trailer is he does that like turd in the wind joke. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, this is this what he's going to be talking like? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping so, when I saw the real movie, I was like, please cut that line out. Please cut that line out. But no, it's one of the last lines in the entire movie, and it's there in all its glory. To make sure you walk away with a good taste in your mouth. <laughs> I think I think you raise a great point. And I think, you know, my review is on inrealdeep.com. Go check it out. I talk in more detail about this. But it's it's you like you said it is they're not mixed reviews they are mostly negative reviews but it's not a bad movie and it does not represent venom in a way that i think neither you nor i is is uncomfortable with or doesn't like like it's close enough it's given all the bullshit these this this you know development of this movie this potential franchise this series has been through it's not bad all things considered but i think one of the saddest things about the venom story is like you said it works so well with spider-man like they're just natural enemies and then friends and then they team up to take on certain other enemies which we can talk about in a little bit but it just they work very well together and I think there's just so much potential to do a Venom Spider-Man crossover here which we I'm not sure if we'll get to that point but it, it would have been really nice for the Venom's introduction into the world to have him sort of fit into that Spider-Verse in some way. And I think it's a missed opportunity to to tie it together in a beneficial way that could serve a future Spider-Man movie, serve a Venom movie. But regardless of all that, that's that's crossover company branding bullshit that we can't really fix. I think ultimately they did a solid job. Like it's not, it's sort of dumb. They leaned really comedy when maybe they could have gone a little darker and a little more serious. They certainly could have gone more R. I think a hard R here would have been the move. And it's, it, I'm, it's sad that they didn't do that. Maybe they didn't realize, you know, the Deadpool success is new enough that maybe they just didn't totally realize the full ramifications of not going hard R. But I think that's probably the biggest regret that I would share with most nerds on websites who are voicing their displeasure is I think there's just, the Venom character really lends itself well to actual blood and gore and menace and evil, as opposed to just saying a bunch of lame platitudes about eating you and then doing it off camera. Well, to make a little devil's advocate giving, you know, you're giving kind of some sort of credit to the studio to like, Oh, Deadpool's too new to really guarantee that. I mean, now we're two Deadpool's in and a Logan movie when they're going <laughs> to, I think at this point, like an R rating on a superhero movie is not, it's bringing, it's going to bring in money. And yep. Venom brought in tons of money with a PG-13 rating. And I don't think it's because like nine-year-olds were going to go see this thing, you know? 
Yeah, I think I it's, it's. I think if you're seeing Venom movie, it's because you know who Venom is. Yep, and babies, I don't think are that excited to to get their Venom fix. Even thirteen, though, I imagine I I imagine it does appeal to thirteen year olds who are into this sort of thing and probably think it's super cool and fun. But they'll, but they'll probably see any comic book movie, and I it, I could definitely see one of these scenarios with the Venom franchise, which I think we all agree, especially with the money it made, there's going to be a Venom 2, probably a Venom 3, and they'll go from there. But it could I could see one of those scenarios where they are really going to have to do something impressive the next one. Like, they made some money, it's successful, like, they, they certainly are counting their chickens and probably feeling pretty good about the choices they made, but I don't think the audience is going to be there for a PG-13 Venom 2, you know? I think that, I think the hits it's taken, the, the, again, the, the justifiable ones about the lack of some of the characteristics that would make a Venom movie and the Venom character stronger are going to be, are going to come up even louder if they move on to a Venom sequel where he's fighting a more visceral, evil, aggressive bad guy guy who fans really like namely carnage and they don't do anything interesting with that or they have them still making poop jokes and and he's gonna eat your eyeballs maybe or some shit like that like this is not gonna fly at a certain point like they need to really that like you said they have they have enough data and enough uh, evidence at this point to know we can make this for adults and and you know young older teens and make a billion dollars anyway and they'll all give it the rub and it'll be beloved and then it'll we'll be rich to boot so i hope that's a choice they make with the next one because otherwise i think it'd be a real big wasted opportunity oh i i fully agree and here's a question for you do you did this studio think it was going to make this much money with the movie i would i, I assume they hoped so I, I bet there was a point in the last couple months where they got a little antsy if i had to guess because as you noted there was you know when the trailer came out there were there were pros, there were cons, people were excited for certain things and disenfranchised and saddened by some others. And I think that the tenor going into a week ago even was, oh, I guess we'll fucking, you know, like I think you and I were both texting before we saw the movie and we both made jokes like, well, I guess we're going to see Venom now. You know? <laughs> like, I don't think enthusiasm was high really anywhere. And I think that was pretty justifiable given how everybody was taking what they were likely to see. So I think they're probably pleasantly surprised at this point that it made money despite all the stuff they went through. But I I bet it was a bit of a surprise. I bet they were a little shocked. And I'm not sure if that will reinforce their decisions they already made or if that will, or if they'll try and again have their cake and eat it too by, by upping the ante a little bit on the violence and the, and the gore and anything they want to do, the cursing, whatever that, you know, just making it a little more quote unquote realistic and a little more grounded in some sort of reality as opposed to the sort of jokey, like you could tell this was, like I wrote in my review, you can sort of tell when you think about it that the Zombieland guy, Ruben Fleischer directed this just because it had a little bit of that vibe. Like they're trying to make it a little dark, but really like a romp that we can all enjoy. And I don't think that's really the angle anyone really wanted them to take with Venom. I agree with so now, like now that I've seen this movie and like what I walk into, I don't know what I want out of Venom too. Do I want Venom like to lose all the quote unquote humor it had and then like just lean into the hyper violence exclusively, or do we want to keep Venom with the same personality and just up the violence? Maybe lose poop jokes. I don't see the symbiote <laughs> making poop jokes, but it, and this is a weird joke that he made, which I don't know why it resonated. Like that's I like kind of like that personality trait. Is the last scene of Venom where he's, you know, they're in the uh, convenience store and Eddie Brock explained to Venom, like, what a good guy is with a bad guy. And then the the uh, the thug from like one of the opening scenes shows up and tries to rob the place again. And that, and uh, but during this time, Eddie Brock's asking Venom what he wants for dinner. And Venom's like, I want tater tots and chocolate. Because I'm like, that's I mean, it, it's and how, you know, of course, he said it in front, you know, like sinister Venom voice. I'm like, that's kind of 
cute, almost like a puppy dog. Like, <laughs> but I'm talking about how he he's adapting the earth. He wants tater tots and chocolate. I'm like, that's kind of funny-ish. <laughs> and then he's funny-ish, like, funny-ish, the second. highest praise you can give it. Funny-ish. Yeah. And then, but then, he's, but then it like cuts to Venom killing that guy. So I'm like, I can appreciate uh, like Venom being like almost like completely oblivious to his violence. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is just a thing that I do. I eat people, and this is just me. You can take it or leave it. And, that did seem to be what they were going for, but I, yeah, I, I think that they, I think too, they, they tried to do. I wish they'd lean into that a little more too. Like, so that's exactly what I was going to for, like for Venom Two. You know, assuming this thing gets made, I would like to see a lot more of that, but also like back up the violence. Like, if you're gonna say you eat some brains, like let's see a head flying through the air, not just Venom biting the camera and then it just cuts to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. but like in like funny comical ways almost like how deadpool did where like you know heads are flying and arms are you know slinging across the screen like oh that kind of violence i guess like I, it clearly went for like a deadpool vibe but it just didn't go for it enough yeah i think and, I, and that's a great point and i really do think that probably pervaded their consciousness to a certain extent is they 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 were you know far deadpool had come out long enough ago that they seriously they saw the value to some extent of being violent and of being clever and and sort of and dark in that way in their in their jokes like it's funny to murder people and it sort of is but deadpool is just so far up its own ass in a, in a usually good way that it knows how to get away with that and i think for venom they, they and, and i want to blame it on it being a long gestating really dormant origin story movie that they've been trying to make for like 20 years you know so i bet there were like a hundred incarnations of this script a million directors went through a million actors like to some extent everyone danced around it for such a long time that maybe it was for the best that they just made it and got it out there and said fuck it venom movie done you know got it out there it's making money and now maybe my hope is they will take that you know new that newfound flexibility and freedom that they have to actually do something interesting and stylish and fun with the character as opposed to more of the same shit they did here like i'm hoping this was just you know origin story takes a while to tell you can't really put all the things you want to do and this is already a pretty long movie anyway and i'm hoping a lot of the dumb stuff and a lot of stuff that we're all frowning at is just a byproduct of well, let's just get this done let's get it out there like we can't noodle on this forever we got to capitalize and maybe the next time around the lean in some of the stuff that seems like where they need to go because the way they set up the end of this movie imply like it, it would be hard it would be hard not to go the direction they're going and not make it r and not make it dark and not and not at least embrace some of those elements because they're part and parcel of the story they look like they're trying to tell are we, are we going to get into spoilers here yeah i was gonna say this is a genuine spoiler alert we don't do this very often but i know a lot of people have not probably seen Venom because it just came out. And this is <laughs> the, whole, the post-credit sequence in Venom is <laughs> genuinely ridiculous. So if you haven't seen Venom yet and for some reason you're listening, stop right now or fast forward like two or three minutes. But okay, spoiler alert over. So <laughs> <laughs> as most people know who have seen it, Ven- Carnage is going to be the next bad guy and Woody Harrelson is playing Cletus Cassidy, Carnage. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever, I don't know about you. I don't think I've laughed harder you know, maybe rightly so, but also maybe, you know, because we're being assholes at that last scene. It was so silly. And the wig that they made Woody Harrelson wear, I just, I don't understand why anyone let that get through and on a screen. I mean, you saw this wig and you're thinking like, what is it? It looks like a Ronald McDonald wig. <laughs> and and for the viewers or listeners who don't know uh, what who Cleus Cassidy is, 
he is a in the in the Marvel universe, he is like this notorious hyperviolent serial killer. But his look is that he has kind of like curly red hair. So and a comic when it's drawn in the comics, it's like it clearly looks curly, but it's not like a clown wig. Mm-hmm. That is pretty much what they put on Woody Harrelson's hair was like like a red clown wig. They in no way tried to make this look <laughs> realistic. They and the, if you look at it, they didn't even give him any sideburns. It's just like they plopped it on his bald head and said, "This is this is your costume." And Woody Harrelson in the last like I would say decade or so has become sort of iconic for being bald. You know, like yeah. he's, he's played almost all bald characters. Like he leans into his hair as part of his menace or his authority or whatever role he's really playing at this point. Almost all of them are not wig Woody Harrelson. Like, he almost always doesn't have hair. So to see hair suddenly attached to the Woody Harrelson head is absurd in its own right because your brain goes, wait a second, that's Woody Harrelson. And like it, it really takes you out of the moment a little bit. You know, like you can't help but say that's Woody Harrelson wearing a wig, not. That that's Cletus Cassidy, and I think I mean I think part of that is with the uh, the Zombieland stuff where they you know they have a good relationship, so they want to bring him in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that, but also <laughs> maybe just someone like every, someone green like that is like, yeah, you're you're good for camera, go, just get in there. <laughs> and, and then he, he says, see- and then he says, there's gonna be carnage and with a big old pregnant pause, and like <laughs> it, it's just so it's so on the nose, and, and like it's again, it's one of those moments where you can't. It, it has to be going for laughs to a certain extent because if you stay for the post credits, you obviously know what's coming. You probably know who this character is. You're going to laugh at Woody. You're going to laugh at how hammy he's being. I assume that's part of the plan to some extent, but it's also so bad that you have to say, but it's also bad. You can't just laugh. You have to go, wow, that was a thing they did. All right. Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's funny to say, cause when uh, I actually went and saw Venom with my wife, and uh right what before a good the movie wife, ended, by the way the fact she's pregnant and going to see venom with you that's insane for all i know she's a secret venom fan she hasn't <laughs> admitted it yet but so i leaned so i knew there was i knew there was two end scenes i knew there was a uh, the mid mid the mid credits and the post credits and uh right before the movie ended eddie brock talks about uh oh i'm getting out of tv and getting into the written word kind of thing and so in my head I'm like oh i wonder if this how they're gonna like eventually time spread man maybe the post creds like him moving to new york to work for the daily bugle Mm-hmm. like really kind of like kind of like nod and wink to now we're in New York and I'm at the place where Peter Parker works and that was not the scene we got <laughs> so and then so it shows up going to prison you know it's him going up to a prison so I lean over to my, my wife I'm like oh okay they're going to prison so they're going to go talk to a Cletus Cassidy that's what I told her mm-hmm. or, and I'm like oh, that's going to be carnage I'm sure she really and, appreciated that well she, she needed the uh, commentary <laughs> but if again I hate he, keep uh comparing uh comic book movies to you know all the marvel movies only because they, they've done them so well at this point it's like a cookie cutter they know what how to pump out a, a solid seven and a half to eight out of ten movie kind of thing yep um and all the post creds it's usually a, like a, a wink and a nod it's never like the next villain is me dr doom you know like they don't like <laughs> announce it. you know what i'm saying like they don't announce yeah. themselves it's always like some like archaic it's like uh samuel jackson dropping the beeper kind of thing in uh yeah. and you need in, to go home and like if you want to figure out what like, it is you do like, a little what is that symbol or... like you know there's nothing there but like the fact that what he was like when i get out of here and just so you know i wrote welcome betty and blood shows you how intense i am <laughs> but when i get out of here there's gonna be carnage he should have winked at the camera that would have been better i would have i, I mean at, at that point i mean at that point you you almost needed that to like oh okay <laughs> they're being funny here like we get it but they were it, they, it took the scene way too serious 
And it's like you when you cast a Woody Harrelson, who is a Academy Award winning actor and who's gotten better with age, I think, and has made a bunch of great choices. And now is you know you you're not surprised to see him in a very very good, well regarded movie. So to cast him and then let him be so absurd is like why would you even cast him? Like it just seems like sort of seems like a waste if he's just gonna be silly. Uh, maybe that's fun. It could be in some ways it'll probably be fun, but if that's the route they go, just sort of seems like it'll be a waste of Woody Harrelson. Like I'd like to see some gravitas and some realness to that. And if he's just wearing a wig and being all wacky, I'm, I, I guess I'll be into it, but I'm really not sure. Exactly. And it's, <laughs> and it's interesting. They, just, they chose like a famous actor because if my memory serves me, um, carnage never comes like in and out of carnage. Like venom does with Eddie Brock. Like, Eddie Brock still lives a life as a human and then kind of he and Venom are, you know, the anti-hero as the ads jam down your throat in the comics. <laughs> but once Cletus Cassidy becomes Carnage, like that's him. Like he doesn't like come in and out of the symbiote. He's just always Carnage now. And I'm sure so they can, like, they can, that's a pretty quick fix if they want to do that. But it does sort of take I'm away. Saying, like, like, going back to like what you said about like Woody Harrelson, why would you like which makes me think of making someone famous as carnage carnage is going to go, be going in and out of the symbiote kind of thing which i guess is neither here nor there but like they could have just put like a no-name actor or somebody who needs like a, needs like a a boost in their like famous levels kind of thing like anybody like, else i heard you know, jackie has... earl haley for the longest time was a name that everyone would drop that'd be great cletus cassidy and he he was you know he wore a cletus cassidy type hair in Watchmen and did not look absurd in it and he's a weird old man too so he's already proven he can master that look and but but to go back to your point before i think that's 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 one of those little things that if they do change it it sort of defeats the purpose of carnage because and we're getting really into the weeds now but carnage loves being carnage because he can kill people so much easier like he embraces the symbiote as opposed to like you said eddie tries to sort of live in both worlds and maybe recognizes that the symbiote is not always the most appropriate attire while carnage leans into it hard because he just wants to take advantage of all the opportunities to be crazy and evil and do bad things so to lose that a little bit for the sake of de-carnaging so he can give speeches or whatever that will sort of take away from the character a little bit and make him a little less menacing because now he's just a guy who can do what venom does and not only is the guy who do what Venom does, but he's going to be the same bad guy as Venom 1, too, which I'm not sure they kind of thought through because Riot is the uh, <laughs> the bad guy in Venom movie that we just saw. And his like big shtick is that he can turn his arms and you know his body into like blades and swords and axes and stuff, and he did that. And Carnage's big thing is that he can turn his arms into swords and blades and axes. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if we're going to get like really a, like a red version of Riot or it's going to be something like, you know, a shred of Riot was left over and then from the, you know, the rocket explosion and then that's actually going to come Venom or something. I don't know. Yep. But uh, I feel like we're going to get the same villain as we did in the first one. That if, sounds... if, Venom, if Venom 2 gets made. And let's, let's, yeah, it's going to get made. There's no even, no need to split hairs on that one, I think. What I will say though, Riot was really stupid and i hate when comic movies feel the need to bring in a similar like you know the mirror image of their selves like when in logan when he fights wolverine or in hulk when he fights another hulky type guy like this is such an easy trope for comic movies and i get i guess i'd rather you face another big monster version of yourself than like a hundred robots or a thousand robots that are interchangeable and can be destroyed at whim but it's just riot was just such a useless bad guy but at the same time i will say I think, you know, all three 
actors in this movie and actresses, the lead three, all did pretty great work, or good work at least, despite really tough spots. Like, Tom Hardy, the middle, my favorite part of the movie was Tom Hardy's The Middle Hour when he's getting used to being Venom, and that could have been stupid and cheesy as hell, and it sort of was, but Tom Hardy did a very nice job, I thought. And, and Riz Ahmed in particular had, like, no room for error. Like, that could have been a hugely embarrassing, dumb character that just, you know, served no purpose, was cookie-cutter, boring, and he sort of was all those things, but he didn't embarrass himself. He didn't make it worse. Like, he somehow made it okay and decent enough to get you through the movie. And I was really impressed, because I was waiting, like, oh, God, he's going to say something stupid, he's going to do something stupid, he's going to undercut the whole character, it's all going to fall apart. And Riz Ahmed was good enough that he gave it enough, like, importance and enough dignity that it, that it held up the entire movie. And I think that is, like, a miracle worker type thing, because I was just waiting for that to be a dumb, dumb idea, and it worked out ultimately not that bad. Yeah, as, a, as like, a... I'm guessing he was supposed to be like an Elon Musk, like Tesla kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate him, like what he was doing or like his motivations per se. Like he wasn't like overtly evil felt like at the beginning. And then of course, you know, it shifted to tests on human subjects because of the whole like, hubris type thing where too, too close to the sun. But uh, I, I mean, I agree with exactly what you're saying. Like it didn't feel ham fisted with what he was doing. It just felt like any kind of like big pharmaceutical company that got their hands on like a miracle thing and they kind of abused it. Yeah, and to, I'm not saying he was like the, the there was a not great role and like yeah, it was not very well written and it wasn't certainly wasn't memorable, but it just could have been uh, a real anchor that drug the movie down. Instead, it was just it just contributed to it being fine, to it being okay. It's like oh, all right, well that was a guy. Like I get what they were going for, and I'm glad that it didn't just torpedo the entire thing by being so stupid. Exactly. But so, there were dumb, there were many, many dumb parts though, and I touched on this in my review. Really, like they were lazy with some things. Like Venom's explanation as to why he's here is like, oh well, I'm a loser like you, and so I like Earth because I'm, I guess, I that's where losers live. Like he really didn't. And then Eddie goes, oh, okay, and they just sort of ends the discussion <laughs> as to why Venom would like Earth. And then there were like really dumb things, like when they break into the to to Riz Ahmed's facility. Uh, there's no somehow they can't prove in 30 seconds that it was Eddie Brock. They need to like draw that out for five, ten minutes. Who could it have been? Let's watch the cameras. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, clearly it was Jenny Slate using her palm print to get Eddie Brock into the facility. The most, like, secretive, you know, sec- presumably secure place in the entire building. And they have no cameras. They have no anything. Like, there's a lot of manufactured dumbness that just, you know, <laughs> built tension for the sake of building tension and was ultimately very, very stupid. Or if nothing else, when she palm prints in, you think you'd be like, all right, well, let's see who was in here at 945. Just let's yep. check these rooms. Check these logs. Oh, there's one person came in. <laughs> or that's the security guard. Like, hey, did you see anybody here? Oh, yeah, I saw Jenny Slate. Oh, well, it was Jenny Slate. We got her. <laughs> that's the end. Yeah, caught her. Two seconds. So, so we're so great. We did it. So it was very stupid. But, but it's, I don't know. And I think you and I can both speak to this because we both happened to see this other movie. We both saw The Predator very recently. And we both, I think, agreed that that was just pure garbage. It was dumb. It made no sense. It wasn't funny. And it was whatever it was going for, it failed on pretty much every front. And in seeing Venom, I compared the two. And I was like, Venom is so fine and acceptable and okay by comparison and sort of made even a little <laughs> better by comparison. Just because it didn't really fall on its face. It was ultimately competent at everything it tried to do. No, I agree. Like, again, I walked out of thinking, like, my, well, I guess the first thing my wife was like, uh, so I know, like, you love Venom. Like, what did you overall think of this? I'm like, I walked out, I was like, I'm not mad that I saw it. Like, that's, like, the best 
review I can give it. It's like <laughs> I'm happy. I'm not, I can't, I'm not happy I saw it, but like, like you said, it could have been so much worse. It could have been like 70% Venom making poop jokes instead of that one. It could have been a bunch of just <laughs> really dumb stuff and like a really bad villain per se. Like I know the Elon Musk character was fine. And then even Riot, like, I know you said it's not the best trope for comic book movies, but you need something just as powerful to fight Venom, and nothing on Earth is going to offer that at that moment. So if you wouldn't need to fight another symbi- or symbiote, like, I'm, I was fine with what they did for this first one. Yeah. And, wh- and how I walked out of there. So and it, Michelle it, Williams, like, she did not have a ton to do either. And, like, the, the inclusion of her wearing the Venom suit for a second with big fake venom boobs was clearly just a okay let's give the nerds something to potentially you know pleasure themselves to in, in the future <laughs> I, te- I texted you before about this that is actually canon at one point eddie brock's wife gets to wear the suit All right. for like a short time and it and just so in just in case you're curious that's pretty much what it looked like in the, in the 90s comic so <laughs> okay well that makes me director, feel a little better the director did what he needed to do with that <laughs> But even when she wasn't having big venom boobs and and you're walking around, she was fine. Like I, I imagine she she had nothing to sink her teeth into. It was a pretty hapless role overall. But she's a good actress, and if she wants to get a payday and you know be in the franchise, more power to her. Like she also did nothing to make it worse. Like I, I wish she had more to do because she's very 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 good at her job. But didn't like you said that's the most comprehensive review you can give it is it's all fine it's all not bad there's not much to get really mad at there's expect and maybe the lowered expectations on our end are a good thing because we went into it expecting the worst and then when we got was competent or you know fine or okay and that suddenly felt better to us by comparison because we expected such poop and that's i guess not the best review you can give a movie but that's exactly how i feel like <laughs> i expected worse and got slightly better so <laughs> I, I feel satisfied of my $13 spent on Venom. <laughs> I do too. And that's that's not something I would have expected to say a week ago. But uh, we're in pretty much total agreement. So if you are out there and you share a similar taste to us in terms of these movies, just go see Venom. Why not? Burn 13 bucks. I will say it will make a great HBO watch one day when it comes out on HBO. Though, I will. Is, are there any scenes that you want to see again? Oof, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if they're and, he, and here and here's the problem because again I don't know why they do this with these kind of movies especially in fight scenes. Venom's overall like character palette is like dark navy blue and black, and then they have him fight at nighttime exclusively pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm like I can barely understand what's going on because you can't see him. So to go back to what you're saying, what scene do I want to see again? I was like, oh, it's, it's going to have to be like some fight scene with Venom. But I'm like. Maybe that last scene where he fights Riot, but they're both kind of dark palette scheme fighting at night. You can't really see what's going on. So maybe I don't <laughs> want to see Venom again. <laughs> but that's but that's, that's, that's still fair. That's the mark of like an, it's of an okay movie. The mark of an okay movie is eh, it's okay. You know, we're not saying buy it on Blu-ray. We're just saying eh, if you if you like the character, you'll probably kind of like the movie, maybe or not. Who knows. <laughs> I was maybe like watch. I mean, the, the car chase scene is about five minutes too long for me. But the, the scene where at the end where he's like saying like snarky, we are Venom stuff, and the whenever and whenever the symbiote symbiote like forms on Eddie, I think that always looks cool. Yeah. So visually, that those kind of things I did like. 
And I didn't, I didn't love, like, the... You could tell, like, in the beginning, my brother leaned over when we saw the movie, because everyone was, like, you know, everyone who was basically being a dick to Eddie Brock in the first half hour, you knew they were getting their venom comeuppance in an hour <laughs> when he turned into the character. But I will say Tom Hardy did a great job, I thought, of the, like, in-between parts, like, which also could have been super lame and, and ham-fisted and hackneyed and just, like, really broad and, and awful. And I thought Tom Hardy did a great job of really selling, like, a guy who's changing into a monster and is very concerned about how to proceed like I don't think he had a ton to work with either but I think what he did have he really took it to 11 and you could tell why he wants to play this character like for whatever reason he really is a big fan and I thought he's, he's a great actor and I thought he did bring his A game and made it palatable and solid in parts where it could have just been really really stupid no I agree I think Tom Hardy did a great job like kind of using that middle part where he's I'm going to use like the term paranoid or paranoia mm-hmm where he, had, he clearly has like dual personality thing going. He's not sure what's happening. He's like twitchy and talking to himself and seems like a crazy person almost. And he, he does a great job just like always kind of like rocking and shaking and not really feeling good about what's going on. And he just, I think he did, a, he really drove that home by that whole sense of like his body's been invaded. Cause like if you re- if you like if you like if we describe the scene where he's you know like you said he's all paranoid and freaking out it's like Eddie Brock walks into a restaurant and is like eating food and sits in a lobster tank and it's all so stupid to say out loud or read on a piece of paper but when you see him do it it's not that bad like you just another scene where I kept waiting to cringe and be like oh fuck this is so dumb but when it's all over you're like okay that was you know they actually they got through that and I didn't you know cringe that much and it was ultimately fine so they they're able like I think it's the the skill of the three leads and just a general demeanor of just not ruining things throughout that just gets you through everything and and everything that seems like it's about to go off a cliff they somehow steer off at the last second and stay like they're they're hovering on the cliff like they're about to tumble to their doom but they somehow stay upright long enough to get you to the next part and i think that's maybe not impressive but is 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 enough and it gets you through the day so (laughs) and and like back to what you said like they always they're doing just enough, and I kept expecting it, like you said, fall on its face, and it never quite did. So, points for that. Yeah. And a uh, fun fact that scene where Eddie gets into the shark, uh, shark tank, the lobster tank. Apparently, that was completely improvised by uh, Tom Hardy. Oh wow! Apparently, you know the restaurant scene was happening, and it, they wanted to make it look real, so they're like, "Oh, we need like a lobster tank because it's fancy." And Tom Hardy's like, "I'm getting in that tank." So apparently, <laughs> they had to they had to clear out like a bunch of real lobsters and get a bunch of fake lobsters to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't improvised in like the spur of the moment, but he saw it and was like, I'm going to get in that. And then they yeah. prepared it so he could get into it. Yeah. Okay. That's still pretty good. That shows that, so that you know, that's good on him. Tom Hardy bringing like his, uh, his notes to his uh, crea- Venom movie. His, he put his creative hat on that day. Yeah. <laughs> Though I would respect him more if he got into a real lobster tank. That would have really shown full commitment to the character, but whatever. It would have. <laughs> maybe don't go see Venom because they're not real lobsters. <laughs> it's up to you. If, you. if you're disgusted as we are by, by this, bit of uh, IMDb trivia that Hulk just provided, and yeah, don't go. <laughs> well, there you go, everyone. That is our Venom thoughts. As I said, if you go to inrealdeep.com, you can read my full Venom review, plus a whole bunch of other reviews. I'm still working on that Predator review. Now that we just talked about it a little bit on this podcast, I really want to sink my teeth into how much that movie sucks and how much I dislike it. We'll see if I can... It's it's just... It's so hard to talk... Like, I, I actually enjoy... it. Like, I want to... Talking about things that are bad, as you know, Hulk, because you like some bad things, sometimes it's what fun. What? <laughs> sometimes it's fun to talk about bad things, but sometimes it's just excru- – like, you just can't even summon the strength. So, you know, it's just like, oh, I have to revisit this. Like, I'd rather just leave it be in my past. Can I give my uh, one-line review of Predator? Yes, of course. 
somehow the new Predator movie is worse than Predator Two. <laughs> what do you think about all... what do you think about Predators starring Topher Grace? Better or worse? It's better. <laughs> like this, the, the new Predator movie is so bad. It's. I think it's the worst one I've ever seen. I think it's. It's one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time, which is saying something. Because I had Movie Pass this year, and I saw. I've seen thirty-two movies in theaters this year, and I think Pred- the Predator is the worst of the bunch. So that's really saying something. I think that does something, and it's the actor. <laughs> Topher Grace. Fun fact: in the pre- in the Predators, he's in. He was Venom. He's he's everywhere. He's he's. You know, we don't give Topher Grace enough credit for being part of the cultural zeitgeist in so many ways. <laughs> that guy <laughs> alright Hulk thank you for joining us it was a pleasure as always talking Venom we're going to have you on for Venom 2 I believe it's going to be called Venom colon Carnage or something like that Ven- it might be called Maximum Carnage who knows we'll see but if they apply Imagine that. if they call it Maximum Carnage and they don't live up to the Maximum Carnage standard I'm going to have a lot of issues with that so we'll see if they have the guts it's hope they have the guts <laughs> I'm fully with you on that I've been saying that uh, the a Spider-Man trilogy just needed to be Maximum Carnage for years Yep, that would be nice. We'll see what they can do. All right, Hulk, thank you for being on. It was a pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Always a treat to have you downloading and joining us on the In Real Deep podcast. And we'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios. Adios.